Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Straits, Sultans of Swing. That song released on this date back in 1978, 120 pounds. That's how much it cost them. It's their first hit. Big fan. Got to tell you. By the way, uh, Brendan Escott is with us here in Oilers. Did you have you ever seen um, the Brothers in Arms version from the Nelson Mandela Benefit concert by Dire Straits? Awesome. No, no. Awesome. I'm a big Mark Knopfler fan, though, so I, I should check that you, out. You should check it out, one. It's it's unbelievable. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. All right, Brendan, tell, tell me the truth right now. Tell me whether or not, and I'm going to bring you in early here, right from the get-go, I need to know this. Did you watch the four overtime periods last night between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes? Okay, I watched overtimes three and four. Does that count for anything? Okay, were you were you busy between six and seven o'clock and watching last night's uh, provincial leadership debate between Danielle Smith, who of course used to be on the airwaves uh, here on uh, Chorus nine to twelve for about a year and a half or so uh, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, Rachel Notley, who attended the University of Alberta just before I was there. I know a lot of her former classmates. Uh, thought she was a a pretty uh, bright individual. Not saying, not picking any sides here. Uh, I am a supporter of oil and gas, and, uh, you know, economy does matter a bit to me when I make some decisions. But uh, did did you watch any of it? I didn't get to catch any of it. I was at soccer practice. That was my excuse. You were at soccer practice. I know. Isn't that weird? Are you, you're, you're actually playing soccer? My grown adults going to soccer practice, yes. What position do you play in I'm, soccer? I'm a goalkeeper. You're a goalkeeper. Yeah. All right. You're trying to uh, channel your inner Len Yashin. Manuel Neuer. 
You, you don't want to go back to Len, or was it Lev Yashin? Was it Lev or Len Yashin? I'm trying to recall. Isn't that what they give the top goaltender at the World Cup for? He was a, a Russian netminder back, like you know, the 60 50s. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the 50s, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> a uh, before my so you, so you didn't watch the elec- the no. uh, debate either, right? No. Yeah, I I turned it off after about uh, four minutes. It was interesting. They kind of looked the same. They were both wearing those uh, blue outfits, which was kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always interesting watching that kind of stuff, but I'll be honest, I flicked it over once the game got rolling between uh, Florida and Carolina. For the record, just this show is called Oilers now. I'm not over it yet, okay? Uh, it still stings. It still hurts. I wish we were getting, you know, talking about uh, last night being game one or tonight being game one of the conference final had the Edmonton Oilers vanquished the Vegas Golden Knights. That ultimately did not come to fruition. Man, oh, man. Do we have some stuff to talk about on today's edition of Oilers Now? If you've not heard, uh, well, big, big news out of Toronto today as we go early into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. What happened in T.O.? Well, the Kyle Dubas era is over. He is out as general manager of the Maple Leafs after five seasons. Contract uh, was set to expire the 30th of June and apparently there was a preliminary offer that was not even close. So they've just decided to part ways here and it sets up uh, obviously a new era of Leafs hockey but it's it's been interesting listening to some of the uh, the pundits today say what did he really accomplish because he was gifted a lot by Lou Lamorello in the first place. I would tell you that I believe Toronto built a pretty good organization. Uh, they've invested heavily in analytics and video and in development. Those are important areas that help support teams. I think he stepped up trade-wise, maybe brought in too many players, uh, but they were nine defensemen deep. Um, the problem for Toronto is they've had four consecutive playoff losses against teams that they finished ahead of. People need to remember that when thinking about the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, last year, nobody was really hard on Edmonton after they lost to Colorado. You lose in four straight to a team, you lost to the better team. There's no debate about it. Now, this year, a lot of people thought Edmonton was going to walk all over Vegas. I think they were on planet Zoltar. They obviously neg- neglected to realize that Vegas finished uh, two points ahead of Edmonton in the regular season. Vegas has an experienced deep team with a lot of... Vegas is now in their fourth conference final in the last six years. Say no more than that. They've been a good team uh, for a while. Coming up on today's show, well, uh, we're going to end our three-hour run here on Oilers now and go back to two hours starting on Tuesday of next week. Of course, we've got the Edmonton Elks football game uh, Monday. But uh, on today's show for Abe's Door Service, the man who broke the news that Kyle, Durba, Kyle Dubas will not be returning with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, he will join us today at uh, 12.35. At 1.05, an exclusive one-on-one interview. He'll be our Oilers Now headliner for today's show for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's Edmonton Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. At 1.35 today... This is a good show today. At 135 today, courtesy of our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, reminder that live thoroughbred racing is back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino on Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. 
Daily Face-Offs, Frank Saravalli. And at 2.05 for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. So we got a really good show coming up. We'll tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Canadian rock icon Burton Cummings takes the stage June the 8th at the River Cree. The tickets and more information at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. You can reach us on Twitter at Oilers Now. Reach me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and reach Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, the, the top story for today for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Kyle Dubas out as a general manager of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know what? The show is called Oilers now. We've talked a lot about what might happen with Edmonton. We're going to talk more about the Oilers, obviously, with Jay Woodcroft coming up. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you. Your overall, like, Dubas, is it a success or is it a failure, his five-year reign in Toronto? What do you think? Again, I say he didn't go out and draft Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Riley. What he did do was sign John Tavares, and you could make a case that that made them stronger, and you could make a case that that really handcuffed them up against the salary cap. Now, I look at moves like him moving out first-round picks for Nick Foligno for two or three months of Nick Foligno, who didn't do anything to help them, and then you don't have a first-round pick. I look at Trevor Moore and Sean Dursey and what they mean to Los Angeles and think, boy, I bet you Los Angeles uh, or um, uh, Toronto wishes they had those two players. That was the Jake Muzzin trade. That was the Muzzin trade. Now, you can't forecast that a player is going to have a degenerative neck issue, but at the same time, if you've got those kinds of resources, perhaps you should have had a lead on that if you were going to invest that kind of capital. So... Listen, I'm not trying to crap all over him either. I'm just saying there's a track record of mediocrity here, and there's a track record of not getting over the hump. All right. Uh, And here's my counter. When you talk to people in the hockey business, they would say the Leafs are top of class in terms of what they do. And and this is no longer a dirty word that it was five or six years ago. Analytics. Toronto does a good job. They've got a strong, deep analytics team. They do a pretty good job in development. They have a massive advantage. They have a farm team right there in Toronto, the Marlies, who, by the way, fired their coaching staff today as well. Uh, so uh, they're going to make some changes there. But they, they've traditionally done a good job in analytics and development. They've certainly been on top of video as well. So there's things they've done well. Can't lose four years in a row in the playoffs to teams that finish behind you. Just with the offensive firepower that they have, and right? what ha- and what ha- like, you know-, you know, I saw a really, really good point online yesterday. I think it was, and it was, you know, it went from once upon a time players like Dion Phaneuf taking an inordinate amount of blame for things from media or whomever, and now it seems like players like Matthews and Marner are almost getting a pass, and, and rather than you know, kind of question for our, your ability to bear down, it's like, how do you feel about? things. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe you got to rise to the occasion. Seven, uh, last seven playoff games for Toronto, they scored 14 goals. Leon Dreisaitl, after, what did he say after the Oilers lost game six? You were right there. You were right in on that scrum. And he said, I wasn't, this is on me. I wasn't good enough. Okay, The guy is still leading the playoffs with 13 goals. He had six goals in the first two games, and I 
the, the Oilers haters that text us on the Ashley Pine floors. Yeah, but Leon didn't do anything in the last four games. The Oilers also didn't, for three of those four games, got fewer amount of power plays. We talked Cam Sharon. used to work for the Leafs, Did this, put the stats out on how teams with better power plays get fewer power plays as the playoff series goes on than the team that gets less power plays. It's a, it's a way things get evened up. I, I, I look at Toronto, and it's kind of incomplete to me. Now, I will tell you this. When the general manager is getting into it with the fans in Tampa, that to me was a sign that the job was getting to him. Okay? Because normally you don't see that. Now, I will give you a guy who I believe 100% could go into Toronto and do a great job because I think this guy did a good job where he was before. And it's a guy from not too far from here. Tree Living. You look at the Flames. I like the Sutter family a lot. Okay? I like Brent. I like their Red Deer historically has done some pretty, I mean, in the late 90s and early 2000s, there might not have been anybody that did junior hockey better at that time. Like Kamloops, you grew up in Kamloops in the early 90s. They were little Montreal when it came to Western Hockey League, right? Or, or the entire CHL. Red Deer uh, won a Memorial Cup in 2001. I'm, we were down there. I can't remember if it was 02. It might have been 02 the next year. We were there for the WHL final. And that's when the WHL was still winning a lot of championships. Um, but man, oh man, like I, I like the Sutters. But the combination of, like, basically, you look at what happened in Calgary. I think Brad Treliving did a pretty good job as a GM. They had built a pretty good team. You look at their farm team. They're are they not playing for uh, the divisional championship right now with uh, uh, Coachella Valley? And yeah. it's, I think it's is, is it tied two two or like they've had they've had a really good farm team for a number of years between Conroy and Brad Pascal. Brad Pascal runs their farm team. There's a lot to like about Calgary, and they haven't had big money to do it because Murray Edwards is tight, and they're not they're not making. I mean, they got an old dilapidated building. I think Brad Trelevin's a top-flight manager, and I think he'd do an excellent job in Toronto. I talked to a, a couple high-profile agents today, guys at the top of the food chain representing some of the best players in the world, and uh, they both think Trelevin will be right at right at the top of Toronto's. Uh, I know we'll we'll talk to Elliot a bit more about this coming up in 15 minutes about who he might be targeting. All right, we alluded to last night's game, uh, quadruple overtime. We go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Direct Workwear brings women's workwear, a women's-only workwear store, opening soon just four doors down from Direct Workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. TNT with the OT call Matthew Kachuk last night. Aaron Brent Burns with 15. Bennett keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Matthew Kachuk with 12 and 7, 10 seconds remaining in overtime number four. Bobrovsky, Kachuk, the hero in overtime number four. Turnover in a neutral zone. Burns has the puck. Here's Brent Burns. Keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk a shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner. The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final. Matthew Kachuk is 
it's the marathon and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner. 3-2 the final. The longest game in the history of both franchises. Into the top 10 longest games in National Hockey League history. And Matthew Kachuk gets it done. The overtime winner. 3-2 the final. And the Panthers take game one of the Eastern Conference Final. All right, so the first voice you heard was Kenny Albert, who's one of the top broadcasters in the business for TNT. Fantastic football play-by-play guy as well. Uh, Doug Plagans is the radio voice of the Florida Panthers. Nice work there. Uh, Brendan S. got grabbing two uh, separate uh, calls. And uh, Matthew Kachuk, we've talked about this before, like just circling back to Calgary for a second. You know, it was a year ago yesterday that Kachuk had the hat-trick against the Oilers in Game 1 of the series in the 9-6 victory. And I was in Calgary. They were planning the damn parade. They were. And even when it was 3-1 for Calgary in the second period of Game 2, I was. we went to a commercial break, and I looked at Jack, and I'm like, hmm. Ooh, this, this, and, and it just flipped. I mean, realistically. Just if you're listening to Oilers now, you probably care about the Edmonton Oilers. After the Flames won nine six last year in Game One, did you think for a second what would transpire with Calgary over the next fourteen months or whatever twelve months would occur? It's crazy. Nobody saw the Oilers roaring back and winning four straight. Then Goodrow won't, won't resign there. Uh, he goes to free agency. Kachuk basically forces a trade out. It, it, they broke. They broke the Calgary Flames. Then, then Trey Living pulled a rabbit out of his hat. Got two really good players for Kachuk and a first rounder. That first rounder was used to divest himself of Sean Monahan so he could sign another good guy, Cadre. And somehow they missed the playoffs. How the hell does that happen? They got so they lost Kachuk and Goodrow. They add Huberto, who had 115 points himself a year ago. And Cadre, who was the second-line center and the Stanley Cup champion, and they got Mackenzie Weger. They were better than they were the year. They should have been better, and they missed. Matthew Kachuk is a Hart Trophy finalist, and Jonathan Huberto had the biggest drop-off in points from one season to the next with 65 in NHL history. You, you want a stat? You know how many goals Jonathan Huberto scored this year? Can you look that up for me while I read a text? It's, is it less than 15? I'll, I think he, I think he scored 15 goals, because then I'm going to give you a number. All right, uh, Bob, you could give, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, you could give 95% of hockey people unlimited budget, unlimited resources, along with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander, and they would have had more success than Kyle Dubas. He accomplished next to nothing, on the ice, considering he he has almost every advantage off the ice. That's a text. And I think that's kind of along the lines of what Brendan's saying. Uh, Huberto, how many goals? 15, yep. 15 goals in Calgary. Derek Ryan had 13 goals for the Edmonton Oilers and played in the fourth line 11 minutes a game and never played with McDavid and Dreisaitl all season. Huberto, again, 15 goals. Derek Ryan had 13 goals playing on the fourth line, 11 minutes a game, and didn't benefit from playing with McDavid and Drysdale. My guess he was he would have played under 35 minutes all season with those two guys. Okay, it's crazy when you think about it. He had two fewer goals. That's 115 points score the year before. 
It's 1225. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. 1227 in Edmonton. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a horse called Infinite Patience that uh, won out at the uh, Canadian Derby last year in the Derby Day. I do want to mention to you uh, Frank Cervelli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, live racing Friday and Saturday, but not tonight. Racing has been cancelled uh, for the safety of the horses and the participants due to the ongoing situation with smoke. Alright, uh, let's go uh, back into NHL today for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional marketing your local branded merchandise specialist head to elitepromomarketing.com Vegas home to Dallas tonight it's the opener of the Western Conference final top prospect Logan Cooley electing to return to the University of Minnesota rather than join the Arizona Coyotes for the upcoming 23-24 season NHL Players Association has promoted Ron Hainsey to assistant executive director he's 42 now Hainsey a part of the players collective bargaining agreement uh, back in and the negotiating committee, I should specify, back in 2012-13 and in 2020. He spent several years on the executive board on the PA. Seattle Thunderbirds can claim the Ed Chanel Cup tonight on home ice with a win over the Winnipeg Ice. It's Game 5 of the WHL Championship Series. Up 3-1 now. They're looking to punch a ticket back to Kamloops for the Memorial Cup. In Canada, playing Switzerland in the World Hockey Championship tomorrow. More group play for the undefeated Canadians. 12-29, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and when we come back for Abe's door service the man who broke the news today on Kyle Dubas Elliot Friedman coming up next in orders now